welcome to the Womb Wisdom Podcast. My name is Holly Lever, and I'm the owner and operator of Rosebud Wellness, where I practice women's holistic health, utilizing acupuncture, Chinese herbalism, yoni steaming, and Arvigo abdominal massage. And I'm also a mother to a 14-month-old daughter. This podcast will be part information on women's holistic health practices and part conversations with women who are mothers or hope to be mothers on their journey through menstruation, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and motherhood. Please enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. In this episode, I will be teaching you about the practice of yoni steaming. So this will just kind of be very basic information about how to do it, why you would do it, um, sometimes that it's not appropriate, um, and then just sort of how long to do it for, how often to do it, herbs to use, what to wear, sort of all the logistical considerations. I also wanted to mention that in the show notes of this episode, I will include a link to the video on my website of a how to set up um, a Yoni Steam video. And there's a little bit more information in there too. Um, but in this episode, I'll be getting into a little bit more than I do in the video. So first, we'll start off with the term Yoni, which is a Sanskrit word that translates to womb or uterus or vagina, but basically the most um, accurate translation is sort of the entire female reproductive system is kind of what's meant by the term yoni. So what it involves is sitting over a pot of steaming herbs that have specifically been selected for specific therapeutic purposes. So all of the herbal blends are cleansing, circulating, disinfecting and calming. And they all have an element of um, aroma as well to make it smell good, to make it extra enjoyable. Um, and then all of the formulas are slightly tweaked depending on what you're working on. Um, so some of the things that you could steam for, you can just use it for general health and self-care of your womb space just to give that area some love and attention if you don't have any specific conditions that you're working on. But it can also be very, very useful for some specific gynecological concerns as well. Uh, The first of which is dysmenorrhea, which basically just means painful periods or cramps. Uh, Amenorrhea, which is the loss of your period for reasons other than pregnancy or menopause. Um, So that would be some other cause generally either like a deficiency or stagnation. Um, So you would want to be working on other considerations as well, like diet and exercise um, potentially needing to be shifted in in that specific situation. Steaming can also be helpful for cysts, fibroids, any scar tissue in the area, particularly after childbirth, if there's been any tearing or stitches or anything like that. Pain during intercourse, whether it's due to lack of lubrication or a lot of tension in the pelvic area, endometriosis, um, which also can be a cause of pain during intercourse. 
any infections, vaginal infections, whether it's bacterial vaginosis, yeast infections, UTIs, and then, as I mentioned, recovery after childbirth, um, specifically to me, and I'll do a, a full episode on postpartum steaming in particular because it's um, it's a little more specific than some of these other things, um, but just sort of in general, steaming can help to clear out the lochia, which is all of the blood and mucus that's left over after you've given birth and after the placenta has been passed, there's still some blood and tissue that needs to be cleared. Um, so steaming helps to facilitate to make sure that everything gets cleared out because sometimes women will have very painful periods after they've given birth because that hasn't been properly cleared out. And this can be true of a miscarriage as well or any uh, termination. So it can be used to help with the recovery of, of all of that, of childbirth, miscarriage, or termi any terminations. Um, steaming can also be used to enhance your fertility. So there isn't like a specific protocol for fertility enhancement. People ask me that all the time. There isn't a specific herbal blend that is like a fertility blend per se. And it's the same kind of thing with acupuncture or using chi a Chinese herbal formula. There isn't any one fertility enhancing acupuncture treatment or um, herbal formula. It's basically we would be working on whatever um, issues are coming up around the menstrual cycle and and assessing from there what herbs and um what sort of time frame in terms of how often you would be steaming, how long you would steam for, um, based on on the person more than the fact that they're working on fertility. Uh, steaming can also be used for labor preparation. So steaming is not appropriate for majority of pregnancy, but at the very end, at 38 weeks, it is appropriate to start steaming to prepare the cervix and the vagina and the entire pelvic area just to sort of start softening and allowing the baby to engage and inhibiting any um, need for induction and things like that. And steaming can also be used postmenopausally um, for night sweats, hot flashes, uh, and then also vaginal dryness is something that it can be really helpful for. So um, as I mentioned, steaming is not appropriate when you're pregnant. It's also not appropriate to steam during your period. So the uh, during your period, that when there's fresh red bleeding, your body is already in a cleansing process, doing its own thing. And so we don't really need to be adding anything at that time. So we'll just, we just let the period do its thing. And then once you, if you have any spotting at the end of your period, that would be an appropriate time to steam. And it's the same thing as with postpartum that you're, you would steam at the end of your period to make sure that everything's fully cleared out so that for the next cycle, there isn't any residual old stagnant blood that's lingering around in there. Um, and then after ovulation, if you are actively trying to get pregnant, there is a period of time where you a, a pregnancy wouldn't show up on a pregnancy test. So if you're actively trying to conceive and you've already ovulated and you've had intercourse within your fertile window, you would want us to not steam during that time until you got your next period um, at the end of that period. So um, you would only want to be steaming in the pre-ovulatory 
phase if you are actively trying to conceive. And then also if you're prone to really heavy, heavy bleeding or spontaneous bleeding, or you have mid-cycle bleeding, you would really want to be working with a practitioner and steaming might not be appropriate for a period of time. You maybe would be wanting to use an internal Chinese herbal formula, acupuncture, some other thing to get that under control before steaming would be appropriate. So if none of those things apply and steaming is appropriate for you, uh, we'll get into sort of how it works. Um, so steams can be anywhere from 10 to 45 minutes. So a 10 minute steam is considered a mild steam and you would be setting up that steam, which this this is part of what I talk about in the, the video that I'll link to in the show notes, as I mentioned. So the mild steam setup, you don't leave um, any sort of burner or hot plate underneath the herbs once you've done that initial boil. And so then you're just basically sitting over the herbs once they get to a comfortable temperature. It should feel in the realm of like a facial or a warm shower. It shouldn't be burning or overly hot. There's no advantage to it being hotter than is comfortable. It should be comfortable and relaxing. So somebody that would steam for 10 minutes would be anybody that has an IUD. You never want to steam longer than 10 minutes or use an advanced steam setup if you have an IUD. And then same thing if you're prone to heavy bleeding or short cycles, which are defined as less than 27 days between periods. Um, and also if it's your first time ever steaming, start with 10 minutes and then just see kind of how your body reacts and if maybe a longer steam would be appropriate for you. And then if you're doing an advanced steam setup where you do leave a burner underneath the pot throughout the entire steam to keep it warm. So basically when I'm using a burner underneath the pot, I just leave it on low. So it's never super hot. It's just keeping it warm throughout so that it will stay warm for 30 to 45 minutes. So the more stagnation there is and what would be an indication of stagnation would be if there's a lot of pain or cramping or if you have very dark blood or if there's a lot of clotting, those would all be an indication or cysts, fibroids, endometriosis, all of those things would really need a longer steam session to make sure that we're clearing some of that stagnation over time. Um, in terms of what you would wear, you can pretty much wear anything. You could be completely naked if you wanted to be. Um, but if you're in a colder climate or you're doing it in a cooler environment for some reason, if like the AC is blasting, you would want to make sure that you're staying pretty cozy and there isn't any too much cold exposure basically to that area. You can wear a robe or a dress. Um, you basically just want to not be wearing any underwear and just letting the steam go up into your vaginal canal. So that's important. Um, but yeah, as I mentioned, you can just make sure you keep yourself very warm. And when it's cold, uh, it's, it's hard to think about it now because it's June. Um, but here in, in Connecticut in the wintertime, I always use a heating pad on underneath my feet uh, while I'm steaming just to keep my feet really cozy while I'm steaming. Um, so in terms of herbs to use, I use the blends that Steamy Chick has created. So she has four different formulas. One is called cleansing. One is called cooling. One is gentle. 
and the other one is disinfecting. And so I've also started um, creating my own blends, but Steamy Chicks blends are really, really awesome. So that would be a really good place to start. Um, and so I'll get into a little bit about what those different formulas are used for. So the cleansing herbs are just what they sound like. There is a lot more moving herbs in there. There is a disinfecting quality to the herbal blend. Um, they smell really amazing. Uh, the cooling blend has a lot more nourishing, uh, what we call in Chinese medicine, blood or yin tonics. And so it's, it's more of like a moisturizing formula. And this formula is also really great if there's any excess heat conditions like hot flashes or night sweats and things like that. Also, if you have really heavy bleeding. And then the gentle formula is most commonly used for women that have short cycles. And so if any of these things apply, there is also some nuance to the days of your cycle that you would be steaming for. Um, so with that in mind, the gentle formula would be used for women that have cycles that are shorter than 27 days between, between periods. Um, and then Usually when you're working with the gentle formula, most of the time women are doing the 10 minute steam. As I mentioned before, if there's heavy cycles, mid cycle bleeding or short cycles. And then the disinfecting herbs are usually used for infections. And that's actually another time when you would only wanna do a 10 minute steam. And so t for me as an acupuncturist, it was counterintuitive to think about steaming being used for infections because often in Chinese medicine, um, vaginal infections in particular are looked at as like a damp heat condition. And the steam is of course a damp heat environment. Um, but because of the herbs that are selected and because you're doing it in this controlled environment of only doing it for 10 minutes, um, it actually does really help with infections. So just wanted to throw that out there. Um, and then in terms of how often you would want to steam, it really depends on what you're working on. So just for some examples, um, painful periods are something that a lot of women deal with. And so the suggestion for that would be to steam three days before your period starts, if you have a pretty regular cycle, and then three days after your period ends. And like I mentioned before, you can start steaming once you get to the spotting phase at the end where it's that sort of like brown rust color, um, if that's something that you experience. Uh, cyst, fibroids, endometriosis, you would really wanna be steaming daily if possible. And I've definitely, I know that that's really hard to fit into most people's schedules, but the consistency is more important than doing a really long steam. So if it was the difference between doing a 45 minute steam once a month versus doing a 10 minute steam three times a week, the doing 10 minutes three times a week would be preferable in terms of just making sure that that consistency is there. Um, and yeah, as I mentioned with fertility, it would really be case dependent. Um, but one thing that a lot of women do is just to steam weekly, or you could even do a couple of times a month if you wanted to try to sync up your cycle with the new or full moon. That can be a fun practice. I'll talk about seed cycling um, on an episode 
relatively soon as well. And that if you don't have a cycle or if you have some irregularities in your cycle, seed cycling is something that you would also use the moon to guide you um, in doing, in practicing. So, um, so yeah, you can steam. And then also post-menopausally, um, you could use the moon as your guide as well if you wanted to do the new and full moon. And there's actually a Google moon calendar that you can sync the when the full and new moons are into your Google calendar. So it's just kind of right there um, for you to see. And so in terms of what steaming should feel like, as I mentioned before, it should be like bath or shower water. It should be very comfortable, very relaxing. Um, I've always, I always check in with women after they have a steam to see kind of what their experience was like. I've definitely had people tell me that they really didn't feel much of anything at all. I don't know what that's about. Um, but most people tell me that they feel sort of like a sense of warmth or lightness or like a tingling in their pelvic region. They also notice that there's an increase in cervical mucus. So that's something um, if you're having any issues with fertility because of a lack of cervical mucus, it can help with increasing cervical mucus, which can help the sperm um, to get to the egg. So, and then it can also help with lubrication. So women feel that they're more lubricated after a steam. And then they also just feel kind of more sensual and in touch, in touch with their, their womb space. Um, and also many women have reported an increase in libido as well, and also just pleasure um, in whatever sort of sex intimacy things that they're up to um, after. And definitely having sex after steaming is completely appropriate and lovely. So um, that's sort of the basics of steaming. There is a bit more nuance to if you're working on specific things, as I mentioned, and that's part of what I do as a Yoni steam therapist is to guide women on their specific case of what would be best for them in, in terms of incorporating steaming into their regimen. And there is a bit more information on my website to rosebudwellness.com. And as I mentioned, the um, link to the video that's on my website um, in the show notes of this episode. So hopefully this was helpful. Definitely let me know if you have any questions or concerns or anything else you want to hear about on the podcast. I would love to share about it. So thanks again. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast so that you'll be notified of future episodes as they're published. And also, if you can give us a rating and a review, this will help other people to find the podcast. Thanks again. Till next time.